Welcome, you're listening to Ask the Doulas, a podcast where we talk to experts from all over the country about topics related to pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and early parenting. Let's chat. Hello, hello, this is Kristen with Ask the Doulas, and I'm here today to chat with Dr. Laura. Dr. Laura owns Mind Your Soul, and she is a clinical psychologist who specializes in supporting women who feel they've lost their vibrancy within the transition of becoming a mother, which includes preconception and well into the motherhood journey. Clients that resonate with Dr. Laura's approach are high-achieving, open-minded, curious explorers with a propensity towards holistic health and attachment-style parenting. Welcome, Dr. Laura. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so happy to chat with you. So I know our focus today is going to be on supporting the feminine energy to be reclaimed, rediscovered, and unearthed. So as we get into that, I'd also like to touch on, for our listeners who aren't familiar with attachment parenting, what that really entails as far as an approach. Sure. So maybe we'll start with the attachment parenting. Maybe that's a little bit more tangible than this whole concept of of feminine energy, which can get a little woo-woo. So we'll try to keep it grounded and connected for everybody. So what I mean by attachment-based perspective is really these concepts, you know, that we come in as human beings and we have these two kind of opposing forces. One is that we really need the, we need to attach, right? Like we're not going to survive if we don't attach to another, we're not actually physically equipped to do so. And the other part is this really drive to be autonomous. And so this idea comes from um, the Canadian physician, Gabor Mate. And so I've kind of taken that and expanded it a little bit, or, or, or really brought it into my own perspective is what I mean. And so, you know, I think the the obvious of needing to needing to be cared for when we're an infant is, you know, pretty obvious. This other part of, of needing to have autonomy, you know, we all have basic needs. And so that's really where the autonomy comes in, meaning, you know, this need to express ourselves, to feel right. like we, you know, that, that we matter, that we feel like we belong really unconditionally. And I know that can be a very loaded word, unconditional, but really that we truly like within our tribe, and that's not only meant for the the immediate family nucleus, but kind of that radiating out that we belong without any conditions. We don't have to be a certain way or do a certain thing or perform in a way, right? To be good girls or good little boys or any of those things. So that's my perspective of attachment, right? Needing those two things and allowing both of those two things to flourish simultaneously. And now because we're human, they often don't. Right. And, right. You know, and again, that's said without any blame or any shame, you know, when we're able to just look at something for what it is with that detachment, from my perspective, that's when we can really thrive. That's when we can grow. That's when we can expand and say, what is this here to teach me? Right. So I'll, we'll pause there. Cause I know there might be some, maybe you have some questions or want to dialogue a little bit about what I just said. Yeah, I love your definition. So most people define attachment parenting is basically a crunchy mom who, you know, Mm -hmm. wears your babies and never, you know, feeds them immediately when they cry and doesn't follow any schedule. So Mm -hmm. I love your definition. 
Yeah. And to me, I think this actually weaves really well into like feminine energy, right? Which isn't only um, reserved for um, female anatomy persons, but in this concept. So to be attuned, you can do all of those things, right? Kind of like have the no schedule, the kind of attuned parenting is how I like to think of, of that, yes. right? Yeah. But, and Sometimes, you know, specifically as mamas, we can get a little unbalanced in that, right? We can get the side of the the teeter-totter can wave heavily. So let's say attuned to our child's needs that we forget about our own. So true. Right. And And depletion begins. Absolutely. Right. And that's when, you know, that joy, that spark, and then, you know, eventually it can over time kind of grow into like this depression or resentment or shaming, right? Like I'm not doing enough or it can manifest in a lot of other things other than feeling really radiant in how you're showing up as a person, right? So when I say attachment, you know, we can initially start it as, the, you know, starting with the, um, the parenting journey, but then that really transcends out really throughout our whole life livelihood, right? Like how do we attach to people, colleagues, partners, uh, children, but then where, you know, how are we also mindful to being autonomous and where do we get our needs met and how are we showing up in our fullness and with our purpose? Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's so much focus on the baby after birth and the mother Mm -hmm. birthing person often gets forgotten. And even, you know, I think sometimes in crunchy circles, you know, there can be that, what is it, the the 40 day sacred window, you know, there can be, you know, I think there's at least starting to be a slower movement to hold space uh, for a period of time after a woman has given birth. And yet, this is why I love in in your intro of me, where you said like really motherhood throughout the journey, because the hard stuff doesn't just stop after 40, like day 41. You're like, oh, exactly. I'm so great now. (laughs) We're a mother forever, even when our children are adults. And exactly, exactly. Yeah, that is beautiful. And certainly, yes, mothering the mother and understanding a lot of the traditional cultures that do care for the mother while helping care for the baby and feed the mother and the importance of nutrition. And again, avoiding that depletion and you know, the isolation that a lot of new moms feel. Absolutely. And I, you know, for the larger part, this is more of a a cultural or like specific to um, United or Westernized societies, right? Is we've moved so far away from the concept of village. Yes. (laughs) You know, and so, you know, what you just mentioned, you know, like where more indigenous tribes would make sure that the mom wasn't depleted, but also then somebody else was stepping in and taking care of new moms. So, you know, literally the mom, but also the baby, right? So you had this built in support network. And often, you know, we have to create that ourselves because it's not, let's say, um, innately in our surroundings anymore. Exactly. So when you get into working with clients on reclaiming that feminine energy, (laughs) you know, is it a bit about the differences between genders and how we respond as parents? Or can you define more of what that process to work with you would be like? Sure. And of course, you know, you know, my, my first snippet is going to be, of course, it's going to be unique, right? Because we're all unique. Um, right. But, right. So my, my presence though, or my perception is we kind of, we all kind of come in and, you know, aside from those kind of basic needs, we all have them, but I also want to be like really seen and really heard. Right. Regardless, man, woman, any, and identifying anything as else. But so that's really where I like to meet people at is like, where are you? 
you know, because by the time you've reached me, you've identified something isn't working, right? Like there's some sort of tension and it usually, that's usually when we, you know, go to any kind of doctor or dentist, right? Like there seems to be a problem. And I, I really want to like take away that talking to any kind of um, mental health professional indicates that there's a problem. I would say long before that, if anything, you know, there's already an imbalance, generally speaking, in our society. And so, you know, when you use any kind of counseling services or therapeutic services, my perspective is like, that's just good hygiene. You know, like that's, you know, go to yoga or go to the gym or any of those, like our diet, right? So it's it's all- Get your oil things. changed? Totally. Exactly, right? <laughs> So that's where I like to meet them. And then, you know, it's like really holding space for, okay, like what is needing to be seen? And it can be a rather, I don't want to say slow like that, like in the concept of time, but it's an unfolding process, right? Because sometimes, you know, for some moms, by the time I, or people really, just any people, not even mothers, by the time they see me, they're so ready to like put down the the heavy karmic backpack that they're carrying. It just kind of like you know, it's like the dam is broken and and here we go. For others, it's like a soft unlayering of like, what's in there? How did that get in there? Oh, I didn't even know that was in there. So part of it, you know, it's that, it's that unpacking and going moment by moment to what's arising and then holding space and then coming back. I mean, it's quite frankly, it mirrors the birth process. It does mirror the work of doulas. Again, we are talking about holding space, being open, allowing them to, really identify, you know, their own individual goals and journey and just supporting that without judgment. And it sounds like that is a lot of your process. Absolutely. And obviously when, I mean, I think it's just like me, like if I talk to you, you can see holes that I can't see in myself, right? That's kind of, but sometimes I I can see them. Um, Maybe I just needed a mirror to look, right? Like, yes, totally. (laughs) Right. So it's, it's not about like somebody being right or, but it is, you know, just exactly like you said in in your work as a doula or doula work period um, is holding space. And like, what is, you know, in, in that attuned listening, like what is asking to be seen and heard right now? Exactly. So how did you get into this work, Dr. Laura? Was it your own motherhood journey? I mean, there's so many right? paths you can take as a clinical psychologist. Yes. I am the, the birth mama of two, two littles, and I'm a bonus parent to two adult kiddos. So, but before either of those situations happened, um, it was really obvious to me that like my mom needed some support and didn't feel like she had it, could ask for it, could get it. So I think it was, it was really this, I always say that I became a psychologist because that's my person. It just happens to be that title. Right. <laughs> um, I'm so inquisitive and just curious of how things unfold in that way. And so that's, you know, kind of my own upbringing, like just seeing that women need more care. Right. And support, exactly. and, it, and it wasn't anything that my mom did or didn't do, but just realizing how society, generally speaking, again, kind of treated women, or or maybe dismissed them, or didn't hold emotions, or you know, you were just supposed to get over it, or you know, not being able to be angry. So that has, I mean, so from an early age, that's just covered or colored my direction of where I wanted to go, and then. I've worked with a lot of kiddos. And again, that really highlighted for me just kind of some disconnections between the, like the unbalance really between like what we give to our kids and what we don't give to ourselves. And it's usually the mothers, again, not always. And then it's just kind of unfolded in lots of different ways. Right. Yes. Beautiful. Hey, Alyssa here. I'm just popping in to tell you about our course called Becoming. Becoming a mother is your guide to a confident pregnancy and birth, all in a convenient six-week online program. 
From birth plans to sleep training and everything in between, you'll gain the confidence and skills you need for a smooth transition to motherhood. You'll get live coaching calls with Kristen and myself, a bunch of expert videos, including chiropractic care, pelvic floor physical therapy, mental health experts, breastfeeding, and much more. You'll also get a private Facebook community with other mothers going through this at the same time as you to offer support and encouragement when you need it most. And then of course, you'll also have direct email access to me and Kristen in addition to the live coaching calls. If you'd like to learn more about the course, you can email us at info at goldcoastdoulas.com or check it out at thebecomingcourse.com. We'd love to see you there. So you are also an author and speaker. Yes. a book into the world. <laughs> I, I did. And talk about, woo, I am also a Virgo. And what I realized about myself or through the, the book writing, so I, I it was self-published and it's, it's called You're the Most Perfectly Perfect You, Reclaiming Self-Love. And it's intended to just be a, kind of a short little it is a short little book, um, but it's really just intended to like hold some space and some love, right? It's like this juicy little yes. love bomb to you. But in that process, like realizing kind of, you know, like some of my shadows came out or, you know, like this perfectionist, like wanting to write it one time and be done. And then, you know, hiring an editor and it's like, uh, you might want to rethink this and this and this. And, you know, and I, and I realized even I'm going to go back and then link this all together, but you asked like what brought me to this work too. I think a big part of it is that when I step into this role, I'm also then holding myself like accountable to like, to kind of continually, like, I don't want to say evolve as like a, narcissistic hierarchy, but as a way to like expand and to grow because I'm also aware of how I want to show up for clients, but then how am I showing up for me, right? Like, how am I showing, how am I doing this work in my own personal life, right? Like, I don't want to be a person, right? It's like walk the walk and talk the talk. So I know for me, that's part of it. Like offering these services also grounds me into that state of being. So yeah, I saw that come full circle in writing the book and how I would want to just give my power away, right? Like, okay, editor, you tell me what to write as opposed to it to be like a collaborative back and forth of what am I trying to express here and what is the best like grammatical way for it to, to unfold. And yeah, so it was a very interesting process. A lot of growth. Sounds like it. <laughs> well, how I feel like, okay, the whole self-care is overused um, yes, and is troubling at times because people think, oh, if I go and, you know, get a manicure or Uh go for a walk, but truly like, I think you're getting to more of the core and identifying who the self is. And we have so many roles as mothers Mm -hmm. and that would be, you know, obviously mother first and then, you know, partner and daughter to Mm -hmm. our parents and, you know, your role at work. And so really defining who you are as a a core, because I feel like really, I mean, we often get lost in that primary mother role. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if we, you know, like 
kind of how we started our talk, right? Of like, we identify as that crunchy, attuned, attached parent, right? Like doing all the things, making the food, you know, child-led learning aspects, right? We definitely can overemphasize with that, or at least I know I can. And I think this, you know, as you've probably experienced too, right? Mothering has seasons, right? So there's there's moments when maybe the, the child or your children need more priority, but that doesn't mean that the mother is ever forgotten, right? And so, you know, in my work, it's it's reminding women that. And because the, like the longer that we forget about ourselves, like then that tends to sort of snowball into other things. Exactly. No right. massage or manicure is going to make up for exactly right. And, it, and exactly. Isolation. Absolutely. And it's what I always say about self-care. And I love that you said it's so overused, you know, because the concept of it isn't wrong. It's that it that has become so overused that we just schedule these things as if they're another checkbox to complete, right? As opposed to go in with intentionality, right? So it's not about eliminating the manicure or the bubble bath or massage or whatever it is that we're doing, but bring attention. Like, why am I doing this? Right. So the manicure is because you want to go and like have some chit chat with somebody else and just like not think so hard about when your baby's going to next feed. Like, cool. Then just be really mindful that that is a little break for you to also reconnect and like connect with another adult. If that's, if that's what it is for you. Right. You know, and maybe it's like, you will feel really pretty and empowered when you have your nails on. Sorry that I'm stuck on manicures. (laughs) It could be any one thing that we pick. Right. So it's, it's about just being really intentional with how we're spending our time period. Like, why are we doing what we do ever? Yeah. And then how does the, as you get into, again, that self-care, but really getting into conscious parenting and partnering and involving the partner in this journey to reclaiming and supporting feminine energy? Because I know in your definition, again, you mentioned it's not gender related, mm-hmm. but how does the partner, how is their involvement in this yeah. process? Yeah. So again, like if you think of like, or how I perceive things, right? It's like the yin and yang, right? The whiteness and the darkness, but together that like is the sort of like completeness. Now to all any kind of single parenting per people out there, that's not to say that you need a partner to, to make so true. complete. Okay. That's not, that's not what, not what I'm talking about. Not what I'm talking about, but this idea that our idea it's for me, it's this felt being that, you know, we all come in with some energy force, right. And like, where's our compliment? That's all I mean by like the feminine energy and, and a partner, which could be an actual partner. It could be like kind of like a surrogate partner. It could be a greater like community of network partners, right? So it's, it's how do you recognize where your strengths are and then what kind of what energy balances that to feel like it's more full and rounded? Does that make sense? It does. It was, it was a little woo-woo, but you got it? <laughs> I got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's very helpful. Obviously, again, you mentioned, you know, the birthing persons without a partner and really, you know, asking for support. So I know that can be tricky to navigate or if their partner travels and is gone and they're feeling isolated, I'm sure this is a big topic for your clients about, you know, communicating their individual needs and having hesitation in asking for help because I think in our society, we're expected to be superwoman. 
Absolutely. Right. Bounce back and just good to go or take your 40 days and you're fine. Right. So obviously, you know, we're kind of combating, let's say, cultural expectations or cultural norms that are, I say norms, but they're not, they're norms because that's what happens. It doesn't mean that they're self-sustaining. Right. (laughs) So yeah, it is about knowing what your needs are and how to communicate what you need because we can get really good at like, you know, kind of blaming, right? Like, oh, you're all, you're gone all the time and you don't, you don't even know what I need. Right. Right. And then it's like, then the other person, what do you do? Also, this is like a guilt trip, right? So now you just made the other person feel bad for leaving because that's just the way that they're sustaining your family at the moment or whatever. So, you know, part of it is accepting what is, and then, you know, really advocating for what you need. Now, sometimes we're going to get that right when we can get even clear and say like i need help and then it's a collaborative effort to i don't know find some maybe live in help or you get into like a, a a group around the corner that you feel that you have help and sometimes it's not possible right sometimes it's like oh i can't afford that i live in a rural area that's not going to happen or i'm i'm just you know i don't i can't even i don't even have the energy to search for this right sure so sometimes, again, it's about asking or identifying your needs without the expectation that they're going to be met, like in a way that you think that they're going to get met, right? This goes back to my concept of being seen and heard. A lot of times, mothers or women, feminine embodiments, they just need to know that they're heard. Yes. Right? Like, so maybe, you know, maybe- We don't need to have things fixed. We just want exactly. to be heard. Yeah, and, I, and that is also goes back to the communication because, you know, the masculine energy is all about problem solving. It's all about like, you know, gripping into the now and how do I make this work, which is a beautiful energy and it's so needed. And sometimes that's where the miscommunication of the feminine is saying, oh, you're gone all the time for work. And then it's the problem solving of like fixing it. But really it's just saying like, I miss this, right? Like I really wanted to parent more with you or I feel right. like you're missing, right? So you see how that's, those are two different things of what you're asking for. Yes, completely different. And asking to have your needs met in a different way, they're able to understand like, hey, wouldn't it be nice if we spent some time when baby's resting? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So a lot of it is the communication, but it's kind of this spider web untangling of what it is we even need. Right. What what is it? There's so many layers. (laughs) So many layers. And, you know, specifically for women, we've been really taught to sort of be, again, this is generally sweeping stereotypical in Western society, right? Is like to be people pleasers and to not really rock the boat. So I know what I'm saying sounds really easy, but it's it's often incredibly hard to ask directly for what we need because for some of us, to some degree, we've been so far removed from even knowing what it is that we really need that, you know, we can't effectively communicate in that way. Yes. So true. So Mm -hmm. what are your top tips when you are again in the thick of it and feeling overwhelmed to bring that joy and wonder Mm -hmm. into those early parenting days? Right. So part of it or how I view it is always coming back to breath. So like when we've gone off, we've gotten onto the hamster wheel and we know we eventually stop it and we realize that it's it's spiraled a little bit out of, we've spiraled out of control to whatever extent we realize that, right? Whether we've kind of thrown the full blown tantrum or we're catching it before to breathe, take a breath, get centered. And this is science. When, when we take a breath or when we sigh, it actually is regulating our whole nervous system. Because usually exactly. when, when we get, and I'm sure you probably know this as a doula, right? Like in the birthing process, if you're anxious, your body's not going to open. 
So it's the same so way, right? Here you, is just not, or it's going to be harder to, I mean, the baby's coming either way, but so, right. same with, right? so same with kind of big emotions when we're feeling overwhelmed or anxious or whatever it is that we're feeling, that's not joy. <laughs> that's not open and relaxed. Breathe. Because somehow we've given our nervous system the, the signals that we're unsafe. And so everything gets tight. And so everything is already like ready to conserve either to fight or flight or, you know, fight or, or run to flee, um, sure. or it's going to shut down. And so that's great for survival mechanism, but that's not the best place to problem solve or to really like be present, right? Because our body has an agenda to keep us safe. So when we breathe and taking a few deep breaths, we are literally give our nervous system and our whole internal organs the cues like, okay, this is not life-threatening. I can at least put those systems offline right now. Like I don't need to worry about my survival. Right. And now I can just be here. Like now, what is my next, what can I do next after this? Wonderful advice. Any other tips for our listeners as they're navigating new parenting? I love mirror work. And I think sometimes it's like, oh, I don't want to do that. But looking in the mirror as many times as you can, we usually most of us are in front of the brushing our teeth or combing our hair somewhere right. and, and make some simple I am statements. And again, this isn't like, again, that self-care, like, checking off, but that we are really looking at ourselves and we are saying whatever it is that we feel that day. Like I am beautiful. I am doing the best I know how today. I am feeling loved by, and then whatever. I am a creative person. I'm a kind person. I am reacting calmly today. Whatever, whatever we want to say, right? Yes. There's really Applying it to yourself and your emotions versus reading a standard affirmation. Absolutely, <laughs> so. right? There's no wrong way. Yeah, that's beautiful. So how can our listeners connect with you? I know you've got your on social media, you've got your website, your book. Yep. And they can also obviously work with you remotely or in person. Absolutely. Yes. I presumed you will have all those links, but yeah, um, um, on Instagram and my website and yeah, um, and I'm, I'm around reach out. <laughs> that sounds good. And your website's mindyoursocial.health, correct? Mind your soul. Yep. Mind your soul. Your soul. Excuse yep. me. Oh, I know, Mind right? your soul dot right. health. Dot health. And that's me. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Laura. It was lovely to chat with you. And I hope you have a beautiful day. Thank to you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Ask the Doulas. For more information about Gold Coast Doulas, visit us on our website, goldcoastdoulas.com. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give us a five-star review. Thank you. Remember, these moments are golden.